Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Isaac, and you're listening to the Gentleman's Atlas podcast, where we provide you with honest and authentic conversation to assist you in becoming the hero of your story and live life on your terms. I'm excited for the message in today's conversation. So let's get right into today's episode. And welcome back, everyone, to another episode on the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. Thank you all for joining me today on this Stories and Perspective episode, again, with a little more of the backstory and the perspective. And to get started with this episode, you have to understand that this is going to be perspective, and this is going to be one that's a little different than what I normally do. And the reason for that is I've been getting a lot of messages from you guys about my take on the entire Andrew Tate situation. So the title of this episode is The Debate Over Freedom of Speech and the Right to Disagree, which encapsulates in the shortest form my take on the entire Andrew Tate situation. So for many of you, you know who Andrew Tate is, you've seen who Andrew Tate is, and you've heard about the controversy that's occurred around Andrew Tate. For those that are listening that do not know who Andrew Tate is, he's basically someone who, I think he, he resides in Romania. He was a former kickboxing champion, and he's someone that over about the last six, seven months has been incre- incredibly prominent on almost all social media platforms, growing a huge following, growing his... um his course program, and gaining a lot of attention from the media, right? More searches, more press than a lot of heavily looked up figures. I think there was a statistic that I someone sent me the other day that he was more in June or something like that. He was more searched on Google than I think Donald Trump and Kim Kardashian. So with that being said, why is Andrew Tate so popular? And what's the idea behind the controversy? Andrew Tate speaks on masculinity, the attack on masculinity, and this idea that men have been forced to retreat and then that they've they've been in this, you know, state of just being weak and being, you know, told that they can't be men anymore. And what Andrew Tate says a lot of times can sound extremely extremist um, and definitely not moderate in any sort of capacity. But what people also have to understand is that I'm going to speak a little bit on what he said, but I'm also going to to address the recent events that happened with Andrew Tate. And I'm going to start with that. As of about a few weeks, as as of a few weeks ago, Andrew Tate was so quote unquote canceled, which means that social media platforms outright banned his main channels. His content was removed. And you have no way of accessing any prior content or you can't post any future content. And his channel has been just wiped out. I believe it happened on YouTube. I know for sure it happened on Instagram and TikTok and I believe Twitter as well. And probably all the other platforms that he's on. I don't really keep up with the guy too much in that capacity. And so my thing with it is that they've used different justifications. But... You go back to the idea of like, whether you disagree or you agree with Andrew Tate, that's up to you. But it's the right that it's up to you to decide for yourself. 
And it's his right as a freedom of speech. He's not doing hate speech and he's not targeting any groups. So that's ruled out of the picture. So what this is, is really a hindrance of freedom of speech. Because no matter what people say about him, he shouldn't be removed from these platforms for saying what he said. And that's my firm stance on it. For me, regardless of what I think about the guy, he should not have been removed from these platforms. He had a right to speak. He had a right to say what he was doing. And it was not impacting anyone's life in the negative sense, right? It wasn't a hate speech. It wasn't targeted speech. And it wasn't putting anyone down or anyone at risk, right? It wasn't promoting false content or ideologies or any of that so much as any of the other platforms that still exist. So for me, that is a clear violation of freedom of speech. And a lot of people have spoken up in defense have argued that they have not touched on whether they believe Andrew Tate's ideas to be right. They have touched on the fact that he has been suppressed and that under the American idea of being able to say what you believe, as long as you don't hinder the life of someone else is directly against that. So real quick, we're going to transition and we're going to talk about, I'm going to drink some of my tea real quick. We're going to talk about some of the things he said. So I believe from, so some of you guys, a lot of you guys messaged me, but some of you guys messaged me uh, one of the clips of someone that was against Andrew Tate who posted a compilation of like short videos. And so in true fashion, I did my diligence on it to kind of be able to talk about it. And a lot of these messages were messages that when you saw the video, they were extremely extremist, no doubt. But then... I went back and I was able to find some of the full clips of what they cut out from, and they're completely taken out of context, right? It's like someone making a very irrational argument and you or irrational argument, and then you cut out half of the reasoning, and it makes it sound very irrational. So it was like, to me, the way they had made it, they had framed this so quote unquote attack on him was like, yeah. You're completely spinning his words and acting like that's everything he stood for or what he's teaching people. Like one of the, the one of the clips I saw literally said like, you know, women are men's property. And that was the entire clip. I was like, okay, well, that's obviously not really true. But then I listened to the clip and he was like, I'm not talking about actual property or property or like the right you have to exercise over your property. I'm talking about like when you look at traditional, you know, c- communities and countries it's like, it's this idea of like protecting and providing for your, for your woman. It's like, that's why the father walks the bride down the aisle because it's handing over the responsibility of caring for her to the groom. And that's not a bad idea. In fact, that's why it's been, it's been around for so long. And that's what he was talking about when he went property, not like the man owns the woman. And so, and he's also clearly spoken. He's like, I am not against women. I do not hate women. In fact, I love and respect women. For me, it's like one of the, it's one of the best things that a man can have in his life. So it's like those kinds of things for me is what, is what really gets me thinking. It's like, yeah, the problem isn't what he's saying. The problem is the idea that one spinning someone's words is never really healthy and it's not good for, for a community. But the second part is that suppression. It's like, really? Like you can't just, it's not what you can but it's not justified in rights for 
someone to say something you disagree with and your argument is, well, you're just going to demonize everyone else. Let's just silence you, right? It's like if you go to listen to a debate and the other person doesn't have a good rebuttal for what the other person said or a comeback, if you want to call it that. And they're like, okay, well, the the debate's over. We're just going to get rid of you. It's like, yeah, that's a solution. But like, really? Like, you're just going to, like, they're, like, that's clear violation of, like, their right to speech. So it's like you have one side fighting for rights or fighting for this idea that they are rights. And then you've got another side saying their piece. And then they're just being attacked and told to be, and told to be silence. And so it's like, well, what are we standing for? Because just because I'm saying that him getting canceled and removed is wrong doesn't instantly mean I'm standing behind the guy's ideologies. I'm standing for freedom of speech. And so when you listen to what I just said, a lot of people, especially on, you know, like on what quote unquote the opposite side will say is like, oh, well, he's defending the guy. He must clearly believe exactly what this man's saying. And it's like, no, you can't just go black and white here. There's a lot of gray area. And it's and it's really convenient for you to just say that because it, it gives you that sort of power in the political sense of, of what society looks like. And so when I've talked about, because I've obviously been asked by from people that I know what I actually think about Andrew Tate. And aside from this part, I think that the guy is definitely a good presence in this in the world right now. A lot of the stuff he says is very extreme, but a lot of times he's also playing a character and playing a role, and he's also exaggerating. He's a very smart guy, so he doesn't do this. He does this on purpose. He's definitely not a guy that does anything by accident. I will say that. Um, but what I overall think of the guy is, you know, he's someone that's smart. He's def like he's definitely intellectual. Like he's not he's not stupid for any capacity. Um, and the way he's risen to the platform and the recognition that he has today is due to that planning and that intelligence. It's due, I like to compare it again to the, to the episode that I went on and I said, life is like a game of chess. Andrew Tate is a chess player, not a checkers player, right? He's playing a strategic game, not just a back and forth game. He knew that he would rise to popularity by what he was saying. And he also knew that this was coming. He didn't know when it was coming, but he knew he would be canceled by the way society operates today, which I also believe he has a plan for that. Again, I don't know the guy, but I understand that he definitely has some sort of plan to move into after this happened. So back to my thoughts on the guy. I haven't, I've only consumed enough content to be able to record an episode like this, as well as what I've you know seen, because again, he's, he's very widespread. And from what I hear, I hear two things. I hear what he's saying and what he means, right? Because a lot of the times what we have to understand is that people have a different way of communicating and the way he's positioned himself to communicate is by being so extreme that not only does he target the men who feel suppressed and feel like society is against them and telling them not to be men, but he also angers his opposition, which gives him more awareness and reputation. And what that does is it completely scales how much publicity a guy like this has. 
Because not only are the guys who believe in what he's saying, spreading his content and liking it and commenting like crazy, but he's also getting massive engagement from the opposition as well as shares and dislikes and all that. And so I think P.T. Barnum from uh, from the, one of the first circus guys said, he said, attention is attention. Publicity is publicity, good or bad. And what does the algorithm nowadays promote? Content that's being viewed, that's being engaged with, that has high retention, high shares, high likes and dislikes. And that forces it to propel it to every single screen. And it's again, that exponential effect because it's being sent from 10 people to 100 to 1,000. Boom, boom, boom. And what does that give you? It doesn't build your reputation. Well, it does build your reputation. It doesn't build like long-term reputation. It builds attention, awareness, something new, something different. That's what controversy can do for a lot of those creators. And so again, it's, it's looking at exactly how he's planned what has happened in that, in that rise to popularity and that rise to, to fame. And so back to my point about what I think about him, I'm like, some things I agree, some things I don't. And that's genuinely how it's going to be with someone that's controversial. Some things you agree, sometimes you don't. But back to this point, I just, I, you can't overlook what is happening. You can't overlook the fact that they are telling this guy to shut up and directly oppressing his ability to speak, to speak freely, to speak his mind. And that is a problem that isn't being addressed because his right to speak should be protected. His right to speak should be protected. Philosopher Voltaire once said, I may not agree with what you have to say, but I will defend your right to say it to my death. To my death. Think about that. What is America based on? What is the idea of democracy? Of protecting individual rights, right? Like, like it's written in the Constitution. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The right to live, to live on your terms, not someone else's. And when you're not hindering or attacking or infringing on someone else's right to live or to breathe or to act or to do, you have range to operate in. And that's been completely thrown out the window. Like it's wrong. And the second part of that is that it's true a lot what he says that masculinity is under attack by society. There's so many things at play that we haven't even seen. Like, let's, I'm going to start with the science part of this because I really want to break this down. Scientifically, men's testosterone levels have significantly dropped since the 1950s. A 20-year-old average healthy male has the same level of testosterone as a 60-year-old male. And scientifically, as men, we lose testosterone over time. Like we peak, I think, like, in our, like at 30. 30 is our, our max. Or it's like at least before the decline. And it goes continuously downhill. So a 20-year-old, which in a sense should be near the peak of testosterone levels, right? Because again, that's like your last stages of development, especially in the brain, has lower testosterone levels on average than a 60-year-old male. What? Like, I don't, 
I don't think we also sometimes understand the importance of some of these things. Testosterone literally is the backbone for us as men, right? Our growth, our strength, muscle development, how we sound, our motivation and drive are actually linked to testosterone levels, our health, our risk for disease, our ability to reproduce. Some of the most fundamental things are tied to testosterone. So when you say that, that's scary. And what does it do to? There's a lot of stuff. What we do, right? Uh, sed- uh, sedentary lifestyle. I'm not. If I'm. I think I'm butchering that. But basically, like you know, how active are you? Um, or how how much are you not doing active stuff as well? Like how much are you sitting? How much are you like really not doing anything with your body? Um, exercise, diet, uh, stress. These are things that are being overlooked and that are very important to to be tapped into. And then another sense too, it's like we're also unable to kind of set ourselves and stand for what we believe in. You know, 1950s, you were praised for standing what you believed in, for being strong, for being a man, right? Being a man is standing up for what you believe in, even if others tell you it's wrong. That's not arrogance. That's having a backbone for what you believe in. And so it's when when it's when society frames this argument that just because we stand for what we believe in that it's toxic or that it's arrogance, that's not how it is. It's wrong. It's wrong that you have to believe that, and you don't have to believe that, and you don't have to follow that programming. One of the things he says is something called, you know, you have to escape the matrix. The matrix is society's code the code that it tells you to live by, the code that it tells you to be. When I'm here to tell you that realistically, if you put the work in, you understand the sacrifices you have to make and the pain you will have to go through, you can be whatever you want to be, do whatever you want to do, and you can live life on your terms. Become the hero of your story means getting out of the programming and the code that the world is telling you to live by. And stop focusing on society, on social media, and everything that is feeding you all this bullshit. And you say, no, if I'm the hero of my story, I need to have the narrative on me and I need to create my own narrative. Have the spotlight on me, have the photographer, the videographer, the musicians, the authors, the biographers, they need to be on me because I'm about to go on the run of a lifetime and they're going to watch this and they're going to share my story. And that story is going to motivate others. That story is going to inspire others to do the same things in their own capacity, unlock their potential in their own capacity. But you can't do that from a position of following. You have to stand up and be a leader. Right? And it's, and it's something that's so important to realize. Wake up. Wake up. How many days do you do the same things that get you nowhere or do the same things that you hate, that you hate to do, that you feel is wrong? You turn on your phone or the TV and you see things that upset you that you do not agree with and you don't do anything about it. You're spectators, not gladiators. How long are you going to wait as Seneca says, to demand the best for yourself. How long are you going to wait? And how much are you going to let other people tell you what to do 
and how to do it and how to live. And it's funny because I always go back to this Marcus Aurelius quote that I love. It's so funny how for a man you care so much about yourself, yet you prioritize the opinions of others above your own. When are you going to stop caring what other people think of you? When are you going to stop caring? Not caring. This is when you stop caring what they say, what they do, and realize that it doesn't matter. It never did, it never does, and it never will. Because the truth is, is that each of us were set here with a purpose. And only we have the vision to realize such a purpose. And if you want to leave a story, a hero's story in this world, you have to stop caring and listening to what other people think, what other people say, what other people do. And you have to live life for you on your terms, on your standards, and be who you are meant to be. Gentlemen, we have to realize that when I talk about people like Andrew Tate, people that are controversial, even if you don't agree with what he says, if, with any of it really, understand one message that he at least is telling the world and that he says, I am so controversial because I'm willing to speak my truth. His truth doesn't have to be yours, but because he's willing to stand up for exactly what he believes, he is now deemed controversial. Think about that. what that means as a society, that for someone to say exactly how they feel, they are now controversial and hated. To me, that idea is scary. And the idea that that's accepted as the new normal to me is scary. And so what's important to, for us to realize is, man, you know, if, that, if that's how it's going to be like, what are you, you going to do about that, honestly? What are you really going to implement in your life to make sure that you do stand up for what you believe in and you're able to take controversy or people not liking you or people, you know, calling you out for stuff like that? He, I think, made a going away video, which I think is also, in my opinion, is also staged because he knew this was coming. And I believe he announced some part that there was a plan to all this. But he said a quote, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I get this right because I think, I think it was beautiful the way he worded it. So Andrew Tate's last quote was... He said it was from his father. All right. Now, this is his last message. Okay. So, well, he did a last video. And so I'm actually real quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain some of the things that I wrote down in these, in my notes about what he said in his last video. So he started speaking about how he was bullied as a child. And I quote, my life has always been difficult. As a man, as a man's trauma is extremely important because it's the building blocks of mental fortitude and physical fortitude. Now, so 
he recalled his word, some words from his father saying, son, if you're going to deal with this, you're going to have to deal with this by himself, by yourself. Now, the second thing he really talked about is that he hasn't taken personal insults from his bands, right? He hasn't taken this personally. Um, he also said he, he claims that there's many lies being told about on social media, which again, to my point, is taking things out of context and saying things that are either untrue or they're unproven or they've been disproven and they're acting as if it wasn't. Um, yeah, so actually, this is a quote. I do not like having long-form video of me cut up, elements taken out of context, the tonality of the joke removed, and perpetrating an image of me that is just not true. That is something I do not like. Later, he says that it makes it look like I said things I did not say or I meant things I did not mean, and this is something I cannot control. I do not like false accusations of criminal activity. That's another thing I do not like. He says... I do not have a criminal record. I do not have a criminal record in any country on the planet. Now then, he admits that he had some blame for the things. He said, my rise has been so meteoric, I became uh, famous so quickly. My responsibility is that any negative connotation in my videos are removed. The way you say things in a video that gets 500 views is very different from the ways you say things in a video that gets 50 million views. The more people you reach, the more important it is that people don't take things out of context. If there was as many people cutting up videos like they did mine, and those people had a negative agenda, they can make Mickey Mouse look evil. You can make anyone look bad. He also talks about that he and the people he loves and cares about receive over 5,000 death threats per day. And he also stated that the social media companies have yet to take any action after flagging the threats against him. So think about this. The companies are now quick to completely ban him from all the social media platforms. Yet they never did anything about the threats to his freedom of speech. They silenced him, but they didn't protect his right to freedom of speech. So not only were they against his freedom of speech, but when it was threatened, they just completely went against it too. They didn't do anything for it. He sees himself, this is funny, as the most famous man on the on the planet, saying that his after his Google search rating rose astronomically over the past six months, he is officially the most famous person in the world. Um, that's funny. So it's just something that I think is so important. It's so important for us to to really just understand what it is that happened and understand that we as individuals have to live our own truths, live what we believe to be right. So the last message from Andrew Tate, and he quotes this from his father, is that my sheer, or sorry, that my unmatched perspicacity combined with my sheer infectilability, fatigability, makes me a worthy opponent in any realm of human endeavor. Now, while I may not be able to say the words very eloquently as he said it, what he's saying, perspicacity is persistence, determination, to say and do what you believe. And the second part of that is being able to work through, right? You heard kind of the word of fatigue in there, right? 
being able to remain consistent on top of the fatigue or the fatigue and you kind of over overriding it, but I'd even say like oh, surpassing it, right? Being more than it. And I think that regardless of what you feel, and I ask you to also search your feelings and kind of really see, you know, what it is about the guy that that's interesting. I think it's important to understand that. But regardless of how you feel about Andrew Tate, the one thing that I stand by and that I and I, I will stand by to the day I die is again how Voltaire said it. I may not agree with what you have to say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. The issue isn't what he said. The issue is that he was silenced and that nothing about his words being taken out of context, him getting death threats, was handled or dealt with. And we live in a world where the programming of society doesn't allow for men like him to disrupt it. There is no doubting that. And so what I say is search your feelings in your hearts, but also search your minds and remember that we as men are creatures of logic and of reason and understand that this does not fall into logic and reason. So how do you take what he's really saying at the end of the day? Be your own man. Be proud of it, own up to it, and make it better. Stop settling, stop complaining, stop being what everyone else tells you to be and start being who you need to be. That's the key takeaway. And that's the part to remember. And be able to fight and protect those who you love and that which you stand for. That is your gift as a man. Be a rock for emotional beings. Be a rock for the values you stand behind. And be a protector and a provider for everything that matters to you now and forever in your life in the future. Gentlemen, thank you all for tuning me tuning in today. I know this was a slightly longer episode and I think that it's just something that needs to be addressed. And I need you guys to understand that it's important to have these conversations and say your piece about things because silence, as much as it is an answer, sometimes is not the best answer. And this is one of those times. So I end with a quote of my own from Cato. And it's that What I'm about to speak, I speak only when I am sure that those words are not better left unsaid. It's a quote I attempt to apply every day in my life. And the the words that I've said today, I've thought carefully. I've looked at my position on them. And I say them with conviction. Because it's important to understand that this is severe. And that we need to be able to stand up for what we believe in consistently. And we need to do it strongly and with purpose and with reason. Gentlemen, let's close it off today. Chase excellence, chase greatness, and chase the you from tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. If you enjoyed the message, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode with a friend. You can find more about all our services and previous content on our website, www.thegentlemansatlas.com. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode.